I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm here with Neelam Chohan, who is the Inclusion and Diversity Leader at Honeywell. We're so pleased to have you on the show. Welcome, Neelam. Thank you, Romy. You've had such a, a varied and uh, thrilling career. You've worked on different continents. You've worked in different capacities. You've been an attorney. You've been an executive. Tell us all about you and your background. Sure, absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you for the opportunity um, to to be on the on the Fairy God Bus Radio. This is awesome. So I'm excited about this opportunity. Um, so a little bit about my background. I, as everyone can uh, tell from my accent, um, originally from the UK. Um, I have been in the US for the last couple of years, working in the, in the role of the inclusion and diversity leader for Honeywell. Um, prior to that, I used to be a, a, an attorney in the UK, as, as you mentioned. Um, worked out of the UK for a few years before deciding to um, switch careers and I, I moved out of the, the legal profession into HR, um, jumped into recruitment, which uh, nobody does intentionally normally, but it just kind of was something that I wanted to to switch careers into and then from there moved into uh, HR. Um, decided to do some international work and wanted to get some experience overseas. So. Back in 2007, I moved from London to Dubai and worked in uh, Dubai and the Middle East market um, for 10 years before I jumped again and uh, relocated to the U.S. and uh, work out of um, the U.S. uh, Honeywell offices now for the last couple of years. And uh, it's been great, great experience. Great. And I will confess you are not the first recovering attorney to appear on this show. Um, tell us a little bit about you've worked in different markets different cultures tell us about your observations about gender gender in general as it compares and contrasts in these different markets it must have been incredible to work in the middle east as a diversity leader and then also how how has gender played a role in your own career yeah absolutely um you know, I, I guess, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned, having worked out of Dubai for 10 years, um, gender really did play a very important part in my career. Um, I had really um, experienced so many different cultures as I worked uh, across the Middle East, Africa and Asia, um, which added to experience already within European markets. And what I what I've noticed more than anything, and, and it's really interesting, is that there is absolutely a common thread across the world when it comes to women in the workplace. Uh, I've noticed that first, women work incredibly hard, and um, you know, in some countries, I saw that a lot of the businesses were actually being run by women, uh, and in others, That's women were the sole breadwinners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. It was it was one of those eye opener moments. I'm like, it seems like everyone is everywhere I go. It's women working, um, and 
it was really impressive. And, you know, even in Dubai, a lot of the, the women that were working in certain, um, certain roles, they were the sole breadwinners, living and working thousands of miles away from their countries, their children, their families, and sending money back home to support their husbands and their children and families. And so, you know, just strength and sheer determination of these women really impressed me as as well as it was so heartbreaking to hear, you know, they may not have seen their children for so many years, but um, clearly determined and uh, very strong women, which I um, I, I admired. Um, And as I I really thought about it more, I I realized that, you know, went to your point around how, how this, maybe it's different to men. I, I just saw that a lot of these women really, they were juggling a lot of things, uh, be it in the workplace in, in terms of the professional environment or, or other. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where they had a lot of competing priorities to juggle. And I found that they, they just managed to juggle them in a, in a, in a really great way. And, uh, even though things were going crazy, the, the, the more I, I looked at this, the more I realized that women were just very good at managing all these competing priorities and it just made them that much stronger and, and this really resonated with me. Wow. So with that information, how do you think we can do a better job of getting women more opportunities? I mean, this week, just last week, this new study was released by McKinsey showing that the inequities in promotion mean that women are not promoted on equal footing from the very beginning of their career. So how do you Mm. think we can manage the story better about women are so capable, they're so achieving, they deliver results, and yet they're often not selected for management roles? How do we change that? Yeah, it's um, it's something that we've been talking about quite quite a lot internally at uh, Honeywell. As uh, you know, we look at um, uh, getting better understanding of how do we increase female representation in leadership roles. Right? It's a it's a phenomenon that a lot of organisations are are dealing with right now. And um, like many companies, you know, we have great. Um, development programs and talent management processes and uh, mentoring programs that are all embedded into our processes and systems. But we really recognized that we needed to do more, um, do more to to pull women through that funnel. And it's interesting um, when the study came out, it was, you know, talking about some of the things that we are addressing right now in terms of um, how you go through each and every, um, I guess, you know, critical paths that exist in organizations, getting into that first key manager role, getting exposed, getting exposure to the networks, being strong enough to actually, um, you know, manage and juggle things, but also why make sure we, we get, get women to apply for these positions. And so as we've spent a lot of time, energy, and effort on, on, on helping to advance and develop women in the workplace, you know, we've been looking at things around um, women advancement programs, uh, really helping to have um, our talent uh, focus on um, leadership skills, getting, you know, manager leadership readiness, um, broadening their networks so that they um, really start to think bigger than 
what is line of sight in terms of their 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 teams or their leadership and something i think so incredibly important is is making sure we have dedicated sponsors and you know sponsors advocating for this talent behind closed doors but also a big part of that is give help get get the courage um for our our female talent to take on those bigger roles um manage their careers more you know more more effectively be their own agents and i think a lot of this is um important at all levels of an organization um and so we're looking at it both in terms of senior leadership and getting women into that level but also to the to the point of this study um where does it start from because if you don't have the talent that you're really mo- moving up, up the ladder um at the 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 levels that you can then um start to build pipeline there's no one available for you to promote into leadership so this has actually been a really big part of um our strategy and a lot of effort has been made on this um as we've been looking at bringing more females into our leadership i love it it's uh it's very thoughtful and deliberate and i think it's so important to be thinking that way so tell me about you personally, who has sponsored you along the way? Who have been the key mentors and advocates for you in your career? And then also, knowing you, I feel like you've been very self-directed as well. So tell us about that balance of where you've been sponsored and how you've advanced yourself in a self-directed way. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I guess for me, it's it's been a combination, as you say, of of you know self as well as um the people around me um i do i do think it's incredibly important to surround yourself with um mentors in all different ways be it your friends your family your work colleagues um and so as i've gone through life i've really you know looked at um various strengths from for women in my life in in all of those different avenues and um you know it's it's just one of those things where you if you if you start to open up because i think i for one do a terrible job of just opening up and saying hey you know i'm struggling here or i i really could do with a wake up call there and so i might go to my mentor at work to you know kind of be that person who can help navigate me around maybe some nuances that I would struggling with in terms of the workplace but equally you know friends that could be that voice of reason if you like um and uh I I just thought I've just found this really helpful um I think these relationships should be multifaceted in terms of all parts of your life I think they're very rewarding um and you know sometimes people would say well um your DNI space is quite complex and it can be sometimes you know there's a, there's a lot going on and so it can be challenging so how do you keep yourself sane I I think just having good people around you I surround myself with great people at work and personally and I think that that really helps me to stay positive and motivated and um really um sometimes the the wind beneath your wings that you need as as cheesy as that sounds but i i think it's incredibly important absolutely and it it just it's much more manageable when you don't feel like you're going through it alone you can share share the ups and downs 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just to to your other point around, you know, what do I do for myself? Um, I find that being mentor and coaching and, you know, being that support for others, it's, it, it helps me learn. It, it actually makes me stronger. Um, and so I do spend a lot of my time, be it in the workplace or externally in friends, you know, helping people to equally go through whatever it is that they're going through. And, and sometimes I might make sense and sometimes I might not, but you know, it's, it's a great way for, for your, you know, almost that reverse mentoring, um, which I exactly. find also very powerful. Yeah. Yes. Also somehow my, I always am a lot more courageous when I'm giving advice to other people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Practice what you preach as they say, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about what a good manager looks like. Some of our audience is made up of managers, women who are already managers, and a lot of our audience is also made up of women who want to have a good manager. So tell mm. us what you think makes a good manager. What do you look for when you're determining who your star managers are? and What would you look for in a manager for yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as as I've been in this role, I've spent a lot of time, um, we've been looking into just making sure we understand what are some of the challenges, um, women, but just generally everyone in the workplace, you know, what are some of the things that they are facing in the workplace? And um, if I zone in on, on, on women, you know, why are we not going for those bigger roles? Um, how are we, you know, how can we get that support needed to to juggle our competing work and personal commitments uh, or improve the employee experience and all things really all paths go to the manager <laughs> um, they are incredibly influential I mean when I look at my personal experiences um, you know good managers have retained me good managers have grown me and I've learned from them and I admire and uh, you know really um, respect them and I think that a manager really is, um, sometimes I think they underestimate their impact and influence, uh, maybe in the same way that sometimes I think that's parents under <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, be it, be it a, uh, your influence on, on a child or your influence on a friend or a sibling, uh, you know, managers are such an important influential part of somebody's life. Um, and so I think, you know, as we certainly been looking at how to, um, um, I guess, enable our managers to be just simply better people managers, some of the things that I would look out for, for, look out for that includes, you know, role modeling, um, particularly within the DNI space, role model inclusive leadership behaviors, um, bring your teams along with you, um, you know, and and make sure that you are taking ownership of that. You know, take ownership of the talent that you're bringing into your organization. Take ownership of developing and advancing that talent. Um, because, you, you know, you, as a manager of people, you are in such an important role and have, can have such an influence on the culture of an organization. And so at Honeywell, we, we want to make sure that, you know, our managers are really driving those inclusive leadership behaviors and promoting a more flexible, high-performing culture where everyone has 
a fair chance to succeed. And just a small ask, <laughs> but you know, um, it's it's something that's so very important. And I think I think all companies are, are guilty of maybe not giving enough time, energy, and effort to help managers become good people managers, as well as all the other things that they might have to do as a manager. And I think that this is a part where when we're looking at programs, when we're looking at development or anything that helps to develop the skill of a people manager, we've got to make it practical. We've got to make it tangible so that managers understand what it is that they need to do, particularly in the DNI space and, and, you know, um, making managers realize that it's simple steps, it's simple practical actions and behaviors, um, but these, when they become tangible and actionable, helps them to implement this into their everyday, day-to-day. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think that people become managers with less experience and less are less prepared because turnover in the workplace is so high. There's so much mm-hmm. mobility that, um, mm. you know, kind of I people will say, you know, when I was coming up in the workplace, it was a huge deal to become a vice president, and now it's much easier to become a vice president. I don't know if that's true or not, but there is a perception that it's easier mm-hmm. to achieve management levels, so then you are less prepared when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, um, you know, often we are promoted and promoted um, for, you know, the the work effort that we are doing and and really um, the performance. I I would just question how much of that performance-based promotions is on how good you were with your people. And so I think we do need to, as, as all organizations, take a better look at, how do we um, performance rate our managers um, in terms of that that area? You know, um, are you a good leader of people in addition to actually bringing great business in for the organization? Right. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, the next question is a personal one. Will you tell us about a mistake you've made and uh, what you learned from it? Oh, Romy, so many mistakes. Um, I would say that um, one of the mistakes I've been guilty of in the past and, and, you know, still still do when I have to catch myself when I'm doing it um, is is thinking too small, Um, you know, settling for less. Uh, sometimes I, I've been guilty of just, you know, just, just not thinking big enough for myself, allowing others to shine ahead of me, even though I may know that, you know, I could have probably done that better. Um, and I, I think I've, you know, come to, to realize that that inner voice that we all have, you know, that voice that makes you question everything, makes you question your abilities, your, your value, your worth. Um, it's, it's really it's really how you talk to your inner voice and how you manage that. And so um, I've spent a lot of time on really helping myself talk to me in a better, different way. And that personal conversation and the language and and, and really the power of how you communicate to yourself um, really is the difference, you know? So now even in the face of doubt and fear, and, I, and I've had many cases of, of doubt and fear 
be it, you know, moving different countries, taking on different roles, entering into um, areas and disciplines I have zero experience in. But now within the face of that, I, I, I still have that fear, but I know that I can go and take those risks and, and, and be okay with that. You know, I, I know that I will maybe fail, but I know that I can fail fast pick myself back up again and try again. And I think this approach has worked well for me. Um, and uh, it doesn't always get me where I wanted to go straight away, but I get there in the end. So I think that's a real big learning for, for me with my mistakes um, and, uh, you know, taking risks and being okay with being uncomfortable. Um, I'm, I'm working on it, but I'm definitely getting better. Right, we're all trained to be perfectionists. It's hard. It's hard to get comfortable with with not getting everything perfectly but we all have to yeah 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 oh that 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 perfectionist woman that never exists for anyone but we all still want to be her and so it's uh it's a double-edged sword but yeah absolutely it's um something we've got to work on as women all right i'm going to move us to our fun questions and then we'll we'll round it out with some advice for our audience the first question is neelam what is your favorite karaoke song? <laughs> Firstly, if you were to give me the microphone at karaoke, I'm warning anyone who knows me, you're, not, you're never going to get it back. Um, <laughs> me too. We got to go out together now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Battle on the mic. Um, I would say my favorite song is um, one of them is Faith by George Michael. Um, it's a happy song it's a fun song I sing it terribly but it always gets the crowd going and it's a really uplifting song I love it love that all right what is your favorite way to exercise whether it's your mind or your body um gosh uh I am an adrenaline junkie um so I (laughs) love Yeah, so I do love high-impact sports. My knees may not love them as much as mm-hmm. I do, but I do love it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, um, I will be boxing or spinning regularly on the weekends um, and uh, really just thrive on high-impact sports. Um, but to your point, I also, you know, spend time on how do I – keep my mind healthy and um, I actually um, spent a lot of time learning the practice of uh, transcendental meditation which is just a certain form mm-hmm. of meditation um, and I've, I find I find it really incredibly powerful to give me that clarity and creativity of mind um, so um, I do force myself to to really um, spend time on myself whether it's um, working out or working my my mind and, and having that time out from the, the strains and stresses of life. Great. Who is one person dead or alive that you'd like to have dinner with? Oh, um, well, I recently did a, a trip to, to Mexico City, which I am in love with. And um, uh, a, a a colleague of mine um, gave a, gave got got arranged a, a private tour of the Frida Kahlo house, and um, wow. it it was just incredible. Um, I've always been a very 
um, obsessed with that woman. Um, but, mm. you know, this just <laughs> really uh, reinforced it. And I just, I would love to have sat with somebody like her. You know, she was such a complex, highly talented yet tormented mind and a true genius ahead of her time. But a typical woman, you know, she questioned herself. She downplayed her genius. She was uh, fiercely jealous, but equally quite manipulative. And I just find her, I find her very interesting as well as her talents. I, I just getting into the mind of somebody like that, um, you know, when, when she's at such ends of the spectrum in terms of um, confidence and then insecurity, what a great conversation that would be. I love it. And I loved your description of her as well. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> uh, what book has had a big impact on you that you'd recommend? I am terrible with books, Romy. So I start many and I never end up finishing them. I get distracted and I start reading something else. But so there was one book, actually it was an e-book uh, called The Queen's Code by mm-hmm. Alison Armstrong. And um, it's, it's simple, it's short, but it's so empower, empowering. Um, it talks all about the power of communication and how communication and language impacts your relationships with men, be it your manager, your leader, your boss, your husband, your, your partner, your father, your brother, your work colleague, your son, anything, all, all aspects of male-female relationship and interaction. And it's such an interesting read um, and, and really talks to the power of language, which is something that I feel very personally, um, you know, um, interested in is the importance of communication and language and, and the influence it has on you and how then people behave with the, the way that you communicate with them. And so it's, it's a fantastic book. It's really interesting Go and read it if you haven't. Um, it's called The I Queen's will. Code. I will. I would love to. It's a great suggestion. Yeah. Um, okay. You know this, but at Fairy God Boss, we believe that one thing women can do to really advance our careers is get more comfortable with bragging. So I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. Neelam, to brag about yourself right now. Tell us about something that you're amazing at or something you're really proud of that you've done. Ugh. You guys make women cringe every time you do this. But then you feel good <laughs> when you're done, right? I know, but I love that you do it. I love that you do it. It's so, it's so important because we are terrible at bragging. Um, and, uh, well, you know, when when I first started off my career um, as uh, trying to get into the, the legal profession, I struggled. I struggled with... Um, getting my apprenticeship, which means that if I don't get it, I don't qualify, which means I can't practice. And I had a lot of rejections. Um, and, I, you know, I think at the time I was somewhat naive, but I, I, I really understood, you know, now I was looking back on how those rejections were, you know, probably an impact of me being a woman and a woman of color and in a very competitive market. But I got them in the end. Um, cause I was, you know, it, it made me very determined. It made me very, um, uh, I, I guess, um, stubborn. Um, and so, you know, I think looking back in my career as a, as that, 
that lawyer who's trying to get her foot in the door and, you know, didn't really didn't really know much about the world to, to now having had um, free continent experience and leading inclusion and diversity for a Fortune 100 company and, and all the great things that we're doing in terms of that space in my organization. I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, I would also I say that... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Um, I, I think another one which I do take sometimes for granted and, and I think that we should all really take, take time to appreciate is um, the people we surround ourselves with. You know, I am oh, that's so, so nice. very much yes. blessed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we don't always think about, but you, I think you are the people that you, you hang out with. Um, and, uh, you know, I... I have amazing people and friends and, and colleagues and uh, um, you know around the world, and so being able to know that there's this great network of people that I've interacted with around my around the world and in my life, it's it's great to know because they're very authentic, very talented, very inspirational people in my life. Going back to those mentors that you should have, and you know, I guess I believe in law of attraction, and so. Um, I think it's not a coincidence. I, I, I do feel like I'm very intentional and I focus on, um, you know, reflecting good vibes. Um, and I think when you do that, you know, you, you get what you give uh, out into the universe and, and keeping that universe open. I I just think amazing things come come out of that and all the good things pour in. So I think these are two, you know, things that I'm really, really love about what I've done. I love that. Yes, I think I agree. All right. So to close, I'm going to ask you to leave our audience with the number one piece of advice for career that you think they should know. Um, I, I guess I've talked a little bit about it, but um, I would say, you know, each and every one of you, of, of you out there uh, as women, we, we need to know our worth understand that's your right. work. I think that's and, so true. Yes, and, and advocate yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, whenever you catch yourself questioning your worth, your value, you, you don't take that step forward. You don't take that risk. You don't apply for that big role or you don't, you know, say something that you know, you then regret you didn't say. And so I, I just think, you know, your worth um, and whenever you catch yourself questioning really take a step back um, and, and think about a time when you felt your strongest and your best and then step into that space and, and then really let everything you do operate within that space and within that time and, and make sure that your inner voice is also within that time because that's when I've seen personally that um, I, I feel very empowered and, and indispensable, if you like. Um, and, and, you know, I, then I know that I can bring good things to the table and, and believe in my value. And, and uh, I don't, that doesn't then stop you from being afraid to, to, to being, you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and taking steps that you may not necessarily do. So just, just really know your worth. Understand what you bring. Um, understand who you are. Um, and then really walk in that space. I love it, love it. Well, Neelam, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This is great advice, and uh, I feel lucky to be one of those women who gets to know you. So uh, I, I'm excited to keep talking to you about all these important topics. 
thanks for spending time with us today. Thank you so much, Romy, and you guys are doing awesome work, so please keep it up, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Neelam. Great talking to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy Godboss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.